Way back in October of 2011, Law & Order SBU released an episode where a young woman visiting from Buffalo, New York, claims that her car was stolen outside a Manhattan convenience store with her baby still buckled in the back seat. Benson and Amaro get as much information as they can from the anxious mother and her boyfriend at the police station, while Finn and Rollins track their path from Buffalo for clues. When the parents' story don't add up, the detectives must uncover what really happened to the missing baby. And the truth surprises everyone. Well, this week, we have the real-life version of this case that, interestingly enough, happened after this episode aired. And I mean, like, right after. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Julia Beryakova immigrated to the U.S. from Russia in 1994 at the age of 12. When she was 15, she met a man named Solomon Medawala. Solomon was also an immigrant to the U.S., hailing from Pakistan. He was 21 at the time. Julia began to work at the restaurant owned by Solomon's parents, and the two would later begin dating, and, and in 2003, they married. The young couple lived together in a condo, in a condo, in a condo, rather, in Bellevue, Washington. Then, in 2007, their family grew with a daughter they named Miley, followed two years later by their son Sky in 2009. However, the couple's marriage would soon come to an end, with Solomon filing for divorce in 2010. The two were immediately entangled in a nasty custody battle that had, at the time, awarded Julia full custody. Then, on a freezing November day, November 6th, 2011, Julia wakes up around 8 a.m. to find Skye not feeling well. So she gets Skye and his sister dressed, grabs only her keys, leaving her phone, wallet, and purse at the apartment. She leaves for the hospital, which is just a few miles down the road. She takes a very desolate road that is lined with a tall concrete wall that serves as a noise barrier for the highway. It's on that road that Julia claims her car ran out of gas. So Julie gets her four-year-old daughter out of the car, secures Sky in his car seat, shuts the door, and walks about a mile to the nearest gas station. Yeah, that's right. She leaves her son, Sky, in the car seat, in the car, and left to go get gas. It takes Mrs. Uh, Birakova an hour to make the one-mile walk. Whoa. When she gets to the gas station, she simply asks the man behind the counter to use the phone, and he is much obliged. She calls a friend who lives nearby and asks if she can come pick her up. Then her and little Miley wait for the friend to arrive. They make it back to Julia's car around 9.50, only to find Skye's car seat empty. And Skye is nowhere to be found. Police arrive on the scene within minutes, and a search is launched immediately that covers over 20 blocks, involving hundreds of police and volunteers, search dogs, you name it. Solomon is called and notified that his son is missing, and they believe he has been abducted from his mother's car. Julie allows police to search her vehicle. He, she allows them to search her apartment and her computer search history. But when she's asked to come down to the station and answer a few more questions, she began to shut down, pleading the fifth and then ultimately hiring an attorney, leaving the police station and never talking to them again. To this day, Skye has never been found, 
and police are still searching, along with Solomon, who has cooperated with the police every step of the way, but Julia has never had any further contact with them. She has never even called and asked if there were any updates on the case. So what the hell is really going on here, and where is Sky Metawala? According to Julia, she was pressured into dating and then marrying Solomon by his family. She claims his family was telling her if she did not marry Solomon, he would be deported, and so she complied. She claims Solomon was abusive and controlling, not letting her leave the house, yelling and hitting her and the kids, and eventually even accused Solomon of sexually abusing their daughter. She also claims that she has never been diagnosed with any mental illness, and also that she locked the doors on the silver 1998 Acura Integra, and that the car ran out of gas. However, all abuse claims made towards Solomon were proven unfounded, and all charges were dropped. Her car was found to be unlocked, with the keys inside, when the police arrived, and after the car was towed back to the forensic lab, it was found to crank up and ran, so it was not having issues, and had more than enough gas to get Julia from where she was to the gas station that was only a mile away. Upon further investigation, it was found that this was not the first time Skye was left alone in the car. Back in December of 2009, when Skye was only two months old and before his parents separated, they took a little trip to Target. And it was later in the evening, around 27 degrees outside that day, Fahrenheit, Julia and Solomon had left Skye in the car asleep while they went in and shopped. They exited the store 55 minutes later after the manager paged the owner of a specific vehicle to please return to that vehicle. When they exited the Target store, they were confronted by police who arrested them, citing reckless endangerment. The charges were dropped after they both attended parenting classes, did community service, and served a year of probation. Julia spent time at three mental health facilities and was eventually diagnosed with OCD. If you, for some reason, still don't know what OCD is, it's Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, which is defined as a disorder in which people have reoccurring unwanted thoughts, ideas, or sensations, or obsessions, that make them feel driven to do something repetitively, such as a compulsion would. The repetitive behaviors, such as hand-washing, checking on things, or cleaning, can significantly interfere with a person's daily activities and social interactions, according to psychiatry.org. She had been voluntarily committed after Solomon claimed she confessed to him suicidal thoughts and that she had opened up to him about having reoccurring thoughts about strangling Skye. Julia was having so many of these suicidal thoughts that she began to talk about killing herself and taking her own life out loud. And she was doing this even around the children, so much so that even their daughter, Miley, was talking about taking her own life. So as far as we can tell, Julia has lied about a lot of shit. Now remember, these two were going through a very nasty custody battle and were doing all they could to make the other parent look bad. They had each filed a protective order against the other and made claims of abuse and neglect, with Solomon pointing out that her obsessive cleaning caused her to neglect the children often and leave them alone for long periods of time. Child Protective Services investigation found all claims of abuse, both against Julia and Solomon, to be false. However, during that time, Julia had had full custody of the kids and kept Solomon from seeing the children for almost a year. But in September of 2010, negotiations were again underway for custody of the children. And this time, the courts seemed to be leaning more towards Solomon. In October of 2010, an 11-hour mediation session with the couple finally ended with Julia agreeing to let Solomon see the children. And at this point, 
he had not seen them since April. Allegedly, she called Solomon just hours after the session and attempted to back out of giving him any visitation rights whatsoever. This was two weeks before Skye went missing. A few things that police also found odd was that Julia's Facebook page had tons of photos of her daughter, but only a few of her son. She also had an account on a dating website where she was attempting to be matched with a wealthier older man who would provide her with somewhere around $3,000 to $5,000 a month in cash, according to her profile. She accessed this dating profile following the days of her son's disappearance, but cannot be bothered to get in touch with the police in efforts to find her son, according to Chief Milet, who wrote in a statement pleading to Burakova. Quote, Miss Burakova, please contact the Bellevue Police Department to allow us the opportunity to help find your son. We are more than willing to work with you and your attorney to identify a convenient time and location to discuss Sky's disappearance. I am convinced you hold the key to finding Sky. The employees of the Bellevue Police Department will not stop searching for Sky, but I cannot emphasize enough the role you play in successfully locating your little boy. End quote. So you can see what they're doing here, right? They're pandering to her. They're pandering to her. They know that something is up. They know she's acting suspicious. Genius, right? And according to one source, Bellevue police, with assistance from the FBI and the Redmond Police Department, have pursued more than 2,500 tips, dedicated 14,000 man hours, and spent more than $2 million on the Sky Metawala investigation. In fact, the only time Julia has spoken publicly was in an email to ABC News where she calls Solomon a sadistic Muslim Pakistani who was lying about Sky's disappearance. Then she sends a follow-up saying she can no longer talk about the subject as per advice from her attorney. Solomon said, yeah, that sounds like my wife. Then he pointed out, I'm not even Muslim, a point that had caused strife in Medawala's family when he converted to Christianity. As Julia claims, they had all blamed her for his conversion and resented her for it. Sky would be 12 this year. Yet Julia has never cooperated with police and still refuses to talk to anyone about what happened that day. One investigator did make an odd connection with Skye's case, though. The night before Skye went missing, the TV show Law & Order SVU, which Solomon claims Julia is a huge fan of, aired an episode that seemed eerily familiar. The episode featured a distraught young mother reporting her child abducted in her stolen car. She and the baby's father had taken a road trip to New York to see a parade. When they arrived, the mom ran into a store to buy diapers and left her son in the car. Once the police find her car, there's no baby. And a search is done, but nothing turns up when they begin to question the young couple. It is revealed that they buried the child after he had died. Fearing they killed the baby, they staged all of it to protect themselves. But at the end of the episode, it's discovered that the baby died of SIDS, and the couple is let go. It's an odd coincidence. But it is possible that Julia saw this and decided to use it as an excuse to get rid of Skye. Who knows? Their daughter was put in a foster home after Skye's disappearance. But Julia's custody was restored after just six weeks. But a year after Skye went missing, the divorce was finalized and Solomon was granted full custody of both children. Solomon has continued to help police, cooperating where he can. He took a polygraph test twice. One was inconclusive and the other withheld from the public. Which is weird, because if you watch this Crime Watch special on YouTube, it says that he passed the test with flying colors. I couldn't find that. But police have said on many occasions that Solomon is not a suspect at this time, and is willing and helpful. 
Of course, Julia has pointed a finger at Solomon several times, saying he has connections in Pakistan and had the boy taken and sent there to live with family. But Solomon has remained in the U.S. to this day with his daughter, and police have never found any evidence to support this. Now, while Julia's playing the blame game, uh, guess what? So is Solomon. He accused Julia of pretty much the exact same thing. Julia's father had flown in just weeks after the last time Solomon confirmed he'd seen Sky and believed he could have taken him back to Russia or Ukraine with him. It's possible that Sky had been missing for longer than reported, as it was not uncommon for Julia to stay cooped up in the house with the kids for days at a time. It's also possible, though highly unlikely, that a complete stranger stopped and maliciously grabbed Sky and disappeared with him, without leaving a scent or a trail or anything. The only person who really knows what happened is Julia, and she's just not talking. However, in 2015, Julia had another son with a convicted felon by the name of Alan James Morgan, who has a long list of charges. She named the boy Elijah James. Elijah was also Skye's middle name. The couple had numerous domestic disputes, and she filed a protective order against him. However, he violated that order and was arrested again. He then continues to violate it by calling her from prison 12 times. But it was found that Julia had called the prison many times as well, and she also visited him while in prison. She used a fake name to check in and pretty much lied about all of it. The couple married in December of 2014, according to court documents, a fact Julia denies. And despite the fact that she lists Alan Morgan as the father of her child on his birth certificate, she now claims she has no idea who the father is. She also gave her son Morgan's middle name, James. Right? She's a terrible liar. After Elijah was born, the medical staff filed a claim with Child Protective Services. The staff said they were worried about Julia's mental state, and CPS had started looking into if the baby was safe with her at all. After she refused to submit a psych evaluation, CPS started taking steps to legally have her declared as an unfit mother and have Elijah removed from her custody. And after Morgan was released from prison, he failed to attend required rehab and has since disappeared and there's a warrant issued for his arrest. And that's pretty much where this story is. We're up to date. We still have no idea where Sky is. Um, Solomon and Miley, as far as we know, are living a normal, hopefully happy life and moving past this craziness. Julia's probably, uh, who knows, probably back out on some dating website trying to get 5000 a month. Who knows? It's a crazy story. The real victims of this story are the children. The multiple children. Three children who were victimized in one way or another. Luckily, Miley is with her father, who appears to love her and appears to care for her. And hopefully, Elijah is put with a foster family who can take care of him and give him the support and the, the family structure that he needs. Because he sure as hell ain't going to get it from his birth parents. Well, guys, that's my tale. That's my side of the story. Um, yeah, if you can't catch by my tone, if you can't catch by the way I delivered this, I think Julia did the, did it. She did the shit. She got rid of her son. Somehow. She got rid of him probably, I would say, days, if not weeks, before she even takes that little car ride. Yeah. I'm thinking that's, uh, that's how all this went down. I think this was a long time in the works. Well, at least since the time she saw that October, uh, that October 19th episode of SVU, right? Because then not even a month later, this happens. 
Strange. Strange, right? All right, guys. Well, that's my take on this twisted tale. Let's check in with Lorne in this week's Lorne Synopsis. It's time for Lorne. It's time for Lorne Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lorne. It's time for Lorne Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Break it down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren synopsis. Break it down the case like. Break it down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up, people? Lauren here, here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. The disappearance of two year old Sky Metal Walla, who went missing in Bellevue, Washington in November of 2011. His mother was taking him and his sister to the hospital. Supposedly, Sky wasn't feeling well that day. And his mother, um, forgetting her phone and purse at the house and having not enough gas in her car, according to her, um, on the trip, ran out of gas, pulled over on the side of the road. And because young Sky, the two-year-old, was sleeping, she decided to take her four-year-old daughter and leave him in the car on the side of the road while she walked for help. She walked over a mile to a gas station where she called a friend. And by the time they got back to the car, go figure, Sky was gone. Who leaves a two-year-old in a car uh, on the side of the road? I don't understand this. However, she has had a history of doing this, leaving children in cars. Um, she had a, a history of mental illness. Um, I don't think that she should have won custody, full custody of her children over her husband, Solomon. Um, I thought that there was no proof to her allegations as far as him abusing the children, which won her custody. And there was a lot of proof that she had issues that she was working through and that maybe she shouldn't have been in custody of the children. Um, she should have maybe gotten, uh, gotten visitation, which he didn't even get, um, rather than having full custody. There was signs pointing to her talking about harming her children, um, and and th there was definitely signs of neglect and that she was diagnosed with OCD and would clean the house 11 hours a day and force her husband and the children to get out of the house because um, they were bringing germs in. Um, and, you know, among many other signs uh, of issues uh, that went along with Julie, Julia, I don't think this is a mystery. I sadly think that Skye um, is dead. I think that um, Julia killed Skye following their um, mediation over uh, visitation for uh, Solomon to be able to see his kids. He um, allegedly won, you know, uh, some visitation um, or they mediated and were able to, you know, give him some vis visitation, which she allegedly regretted. Um, there's the uh, Law & Order SVU episode that aired the night before um, Sky went missing, which had strikingly similar um, circumstances to Sky's disappearance, and this was supposedly Julia's favorite show. Um, there is the fact that she has been very uh, reluctant or unwilling to help investigators. When you think you you know a mother that lost a two year old son would not only be more than willing to help, but would be pushing police, as we've seen in many other cases, to find their son, uh, find their child. Um, that has not been the case with Julia, whereas Solomon has um, been very forthcoming and been very um, willing 
to help the police. Um, I think Julia either um, killed Sky inadvertently by neglect or killed him directly to get back at Solomon. Um, there's a lot of uh, talk that she had a lot of photos of her daughter and very little of her son. I don't know that she ever had a full connection with her son. Maybe she saw too much of Solomon in him. I'm not sure. Um, but these are my opinions. And uh, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. I think it's tragic. I don't think Sky is in Russia somewhere. Um, I think that would have been very difficult to get a baby out of the country like that. Um, especially when the baby went missing and, you know, police are looking for him to be able to get that baby out of the country. Um, I think it's more likely that, uh, Julie killed young Sky and disposed of him long ago. And, uh, I hope not. I hope he turns up somewhere, but, um, I'm a realist and I, I think that's, that's, that's what happened. And maybe someday Julia will come forward and, and tell the truth. And maybe, um, Sky's older sister will come forward with some memory of what happened that night. She's another person that, you know, although she was four, um, maybe some memory will come back to her. But yeah, that's my thoughts. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next week. What a surprise. Lauren is on it again, people. I feel the same way. I don't know about you guys. Um, now, I do differ in one thing from Lauren. I, I don't think the Russia thing is that crazy because she had plenty of time before the whole custody battle and all that, and then time after that as well to get Sky out of the country before they even before this whole event even happened. So she had plenty of time to do that. And also the um the Law and Order episode actually played a month before this or almost a month before. It's like three weeks. So she had time to plan this. She really did. And instead of, um, you know, burying her baby like they had to do on the episode, she sent him with her dad to Russia. He's living under some other alias. Who knows? Right? I mean, I think that that is... I think that's more plausible than a mother killing and disposing of her child. Although we have seen that. Although we have seen that, you know, there there and then again there's Diane Downs. Um and so there's Casey Anthony, right? So there's definitely plenty of examples of that. But I, I don't know. I, I'm leaning a little more towards the Russia story. I, I'm leaning a little more towards it. So at least a little more than what Lauren is, I think. I'm not ruling it out completely. Um and I'm also not ruling out the fact that she killed her own son, as horrible as that is to imagine. Um, but yeah, so guys, let me know what you think. That is the strange and unfortunate tale of Sky Metalwala. All right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed what you heard today on Strange and Unexplained, and you'd like to support this podcast a little further to keep us pumping out some great content for the future, check out patreon.com slash podcast. For just three bucks a month, you guys get early access to these episodes on Thursdays instead of Mondays, and then you get access to another show I do called Strange Shorts every Monday. Guaranteed. This past one, I had my son on with me. We talked about a few natural disasters and a crazy jellyfish bite. Sting. Jellyfish don't bite. Just kidding. Do they even have mouths? I don't know. Jellyfish, man, they're crazy. They're creepy, especially the box jellyfish that we talked about in this week's Strange Shorts. 
Uh, my son educated me very quickly on that. But anyways, guys, patreon.com slash podcast. I want to give a big shout out to a couple new patrons that have joined in the last week. Thank you, Daphne, Pickrell, and Willow. Thank you guys so much, um, both jumping on at the 3 and the $5 level. I appreciate you guys very, very much. At the $5 level, you will get access to future Sandu stories. After this month, Sandu stories will no longer be on the free platform. So every fourth episode, which will be a Sandu stories episode, will only be on Patreon on the $5 tier. But if you can't do Patreon right now, no big deal. Go on your podcast app if they have an opportunity for you to leave a review. Please do. Please do. Please leave a five-star review. Maybe type a little bit. Type a little something. Or a four-star review. Even a four-star review is cool. You know what? I will settle for a three, and that is the lowest I'm going. I, I swear to God, if you guys leave anything less than a three, you're going to get the worst shout-out you've ever gotten. <laughs> but I want to thank a, uh, a couple new reviewers that left awesome reviews in the, uh, in the U.S. this week. Number one, Pagels the Rage left a five-star review, said, Awesome. It said the good. Michael tells these stories in great detail, even when the detail is limited, in a way that is respectful to the victims' memories and their families. Thank you very much. Uh, the bad is, she, she says, if I don't stop singing the synopsis song, my husband may end up divorcing me. <laughs> so, yeah, the Lauren synopsis is an earworm. Um, so be aware of that, that it has been known to get lodged in the brain for a few hours at a time, possibly days. Who knows? I, I can't promise. Uh, also, want to give a big shout out to 240 Addiction. Uh, left a five star review, said laid back, fire, fire emojis. Different than TCG, but still good. Thank you very much. And that's exactly what we're going for, right? We don't want to do the same show again. It's different than True Crime Guys, but still good. That's what we do here on TCG Productions. All right, guys. Well, as always, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing the show. Give us a follow on social media at s and you podcast on twitter instagram facebook all that good shit also go check out our merch everything is linked below the description truecrimeguys.threadless.com all right we'll see you next week with the new sandu stories the very last one that will be released on the free platform all right guys be strange just don't be strangers